One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 13th of September. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, a government minister has warned the pensions triple lock is unsustainable and could be watered down, with retirees told they might not get the expected 8.5% increase next year. Meanwhile, former Defence Secretary Ben Wallace has said that human rights laws are hindering efforts to tackle terrorism by preventing UK forces from capturing suspects and taking them abroad. And North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is in Russia for talks with President Vladimir Putin. He's already arrived and been greeted by him on a possible arms deal to supply his war effort in Ukraine. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh, lots to talk about at home and abroad. Also some horrific disasters, of course, um, which we've not touched too much on actually on, on this show. We focus a lot on what's been going on in the homegrown news, but certainly events, of course, because the earthquake in Morocco uh, and, of course, uh, the the horrific scenes in Libya, some 10,000 people feared dead. Um, also, more than 12,000 feared dead, 2,000 confirmed dead, some 10,000 people still missing after two dams burst and a 12-metre-high wave of water flooded the port city of uh, Derna. Um, we'll be talking about all of that, um, plenty more. Uh, joining me for all the chat is writer and commentator Candice Holdsworth. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Let's talk pensions, Triple Lock. Um, this has been in the news <laughs> For so many years, I mean, just so so many years, and 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 it all goes back. I'm, I can still remember the days. I'm that old, as many my lovely audience will be as well. Uh, when Gordon Brown was Chancellor, and he announced a pension rise of seventy five pence a week, 
and this was taken not unreasonably no. by an awful lot of people of pension age as something of an insult. Yeah. Um, and uh, after that point, pension increases had to be of a decent amount. Um, and then, of course, we saw uh, under the Tories this announcement of this triple lock. This is this idea that no matter what happens with inflation, no matter what happens with wages, uh, the pension will rise next April by whatever the inflation rate is, the earnings increases, or 2.5% minimum. So that's it. it. It's going to be a decent rise, whatever happens. We saw a big rise last year because we saw uh, yeah, increased inflation, so some 10%. It was expected after the figures we've seen yesterday uh, on wages to be about 8.5%. Work and Pension Secretary Mel Stride says it's unsustainable. Let's talk about it could be watered down long term. Do you think it is unsustainable? Do you think it should be watered down? Well, OK, I'd, I'd, there's two ways to look at this because there's so much intergenerational conflict over this issue. So some people will say it's unsustainable from an eth ethical point of view because you've got younger populations supporting older populations who then will not be entitled, who will not receive the same sort of I pension mean, when I'm, they get I'm older. I'm not going to get that. And you're much younger than me. You definitely aren't. Well, this is it. <laughs> this is the problem. I mean, this is one of the issues. Um, on the other side of it, though, you know, people who do receive the pension said I've paid into the system my whole life. Yeah. I'm entitled to this and, yeah. and they don't feel valued. But there is, like I say, there's so much resentment over this issue. Yeah. So some people even view it as a bribe to older people. You because know. older people vote. I, I've been yes. saying this to young people. So if, young people, if you really, really, really want to policies that will help you, you need to start voting. You yeah. need to stop putting little flags on your Twitter and your Instagram feeds and you need to start voting. Only people who vote actually will have their yeah. issues taken seriously. Um, the intergenerational thing is very interesting because I'm fascinated by the number of people who will say, I've been working since I was 15 years old. I've paid what you think. Yeah, and you got to retire at 60, a lot of you. I many people who retired that younger than my age. Um, and they say, I paid in. Yeah, you, you paid your due taxes and national insurance. You do not have a little pot. It's not like at the end of the rainbow and you finish your working life and there's a little pot at the end and that's got all of the little gold coins that you've paid into for your whole life. And there you go, that's what you get for your pension. The vast majority of people in this country do not pay enough tax and national insurance over their lifetimes to fund their pensions. The amount of tax they pay each year is not enough for, if it was just pensions alone to pay for the pension they receive each year uh, in the pension years. And when you've got people claiming their pensions, not for a year or two or five or 10 years, but for 30 years, yes. it is unsustainable on that basis. But most people are, are, I would say, delusional about the idea that I've paid in, it's my money. It's not. The money you paid in in 1973 was spent in 1973 on the NHS and schools and roads and defence and everything else. And yet, let's face it, huge amount of it wasted. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Um, so, so what do we do? Because people have been promised this. Um, mm. I mean, people don't trust politicians anyway, whether they keep or break manifesto pledges. Um, there's plenty of things in manifestos like net zero I'd like them to dump. Um, but um, it's untenable to break it this year, you mm. would argue. But is it unsustainable on a long term basis? When you look at finances, the huge amount of money spent on pensions now um, when we've got such a crisis and when it is people who are working age and who are young are far more likely to be in need. Far more children live in poverty than the elderly now. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you've highlighted all the issues, basically. I mean, you've got it in a nutshell, 100 percent. One of the big problems, of course, is demographics, because we have got an aging population. There's fewer babies being born. So, I mean, at some point it actually just it will become unsustainable. You will not have enough people to fund the pensions of the future unless people just start having more babies. But people aren't going to be having more babies when the cost of living pressures are so high when they're younger. (laughs) And I mean, you don't stay fertile forever. You have a window. I mean, you've made a good effort. You've popped out too in yeah. recent years. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I mean, you know, think the cost of living for young people generally, the cost of housing being the absolute key, whether you're renting or you're or you're or you're paying a mortgage. By the way, a load of people who are never going to be able to afford to buy now, who 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 are going to be renting all their lives. Well, you know, if you pay off your mortgage by the time you finish uh, your working years, and then you're not paying the cost of your actual housing, um, other than your utilities. Um, in your pension years, we're talking about millions upon millions of people who are going to still be paying private rents on pensions. They're not going to be able to afford those private rents, so they're going to be subsidised by housing benefit as well. You look at the cost of student debt. Again, I just don't think we should be charging people those many thousands of pounds. Um, Stagnant pay. Childcare costs. I mean, you know, the cost of having a child now is absolutely huge. No, people don't live next door to Auntie Jean who's going to look after them for free. Well, one thing I've noticed, because I'm at that age now, you're sort of getting families, young people with families, clustering together. So, I mean, there are certain areas in London where the catchment areas for schools is getting larger and larger and larger because the young people are all moving further out to where it's cheaper. And it's actually incredible. You know, Mm. you're seeing like whole areas just, just basically being inhabited by people who are older and there are no younger people there yeah. it's utterly bizarre and yeah. it's not and sustainable. people not downsizing because again you've got things like stamp duty um i mean oh, i think all of, all of, i've got a lot of parentals um uh, <laughs> lots of marriages and all step, step relatives and um, and every one of them has downsized yeah. uh since they retired from from a, you know, a big family house and then and 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 downsized to a more appropriate you know to a flat or a smaller house that, that is more manageable but also those properties being freed up for younger younger generations and, and that is a really big issue lots of people sitting they've got every right to yeah. but we do have an issue there i do think housing is probably a bigger issue for young people than the pensions but there is also an yeah. argument where you know the, the long-term sick uh, there's a new report out from the institute of public policy research they want to do tony blair's favorite think tank um saying there is serious financial sorry serious fiscal risk from the cost of sick leave 2.6 million people on pretty much permanent sick leave yeah. um uh, partly to do with NHS waiting list, partly to do with, again, lifestyle, obesity, smoking, couch potato lifestyle. Uh, basically saying we're spending more on the NHS, we're spending more on all this, and we ain't getting a very good returns. It is unsustainable to have more than two and a half million people too sick to work. I mean, it's just unsustainable. It's insane. I mean, when The Spectator came out with those figures last week about the amount of people who are actually off on sickness. Five, well, five million in total who are just the non-working, working age people. Yeah, I mean, in some cities, it's, it's something like 20%, which is yeah. a huge number. And we need to figure out what that is. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I know people with very chronic conditions who still manage to work. Their employers have to be understanding about mm-hmm. it. But you know what? If you work hard and you're a good employee, yeah. they have no problem but, with but that. But also, there are so many jobs working. I was in quite a lot of debates on Twitter yesterday, or X, whatever we're calling it this week. Um, and, and people say, you know, it's very difficult. You know, I, I get, you know, I get anxiety. I can't leave the home. 
I mean, how many jobs are there where you can work from home now? Loads. And I mean, that's it's what they're just, saying. I mean, it's just absurd. There are so many more jobs you can do. And again, I've got a very good friend who works at the benefits office. And she says, actually, people who are severely disabled, she says, there are so many of them, they're desperate to work. Actually, yes. they really are. You know, people in wheelchairs really, really, really struggling yes. to, for, uh, to get around. And they are desperate to work. And, and they really, and they will do everything they can to get a job. At a good point. And mm. let's, I mean, let's all stop the pretense. There aren't a load of people swinging the lead. Yes. I mean, you, the yes. benefits you can get if you can get onto some sort of mental... Um, a lot of it's mental health. It's very easy. It used to be back pain, and then it was stress, and now it's mental health. You claim you you claim any of those things. There's pretty much nothing anyone can do to force you to go and work. And I just think if we want to make sure that you know the, the poorest pensioners have as much help as they can have, and that people who are disabled, people who are caring for sick children or elderly relatives, that get as much help as they need, which we should do because we're a civilized country. I don't believe in this idea that oh, well, each to their own. You know, yeah. not my problem. No, we're civilized. We should help people, but we won't have the money for that if we're busy paying for a whole load of people who are frankly sitting on their fat bums. And you know what? If your problem is that you're too obese to work, well, I've got a solution to that. And it definitely involves me not paying taxes to pay for your benefits to buy your fish and chips. That's the key point. It's not fair on the taxpayer. The taxpayer cannot be expected to fund this. Um, The fact of the matter is, um, you know, there are plenty of ways that you can manage if you've got a mental health condition and working. I know people who've got severe mental health conditions who who work work. and they do everything they can. Exactly. And again, it's just that sort of disparaging view that, oh, we won't be able to. Look, we're going to be talking about Kim Jong-un. He has arrived uh, in Russia near Vladivostok to meet Vladimir Putin. We're also going to be uh, talking about paying two pounds for your ketchup or your mayo or your mustard uh, when you uh, go to a restaurant. Well, that is what Rick Stein's uh, Padstow Fish and Chip Shop is charging. Um, charge me for the table and the chairs, why don't you? 6.43 is the time. We'll look at all the front pages up next as well. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.